Hello and welcome to Film Review Weekly. I am yours, Jacob London, and as always, I am joined by our wonderful co-panelists, Taylor Robinson. How are you? I'm good. I'm very excited to uh, jump into both topics that we're going to be uh, going through today. I think uh, I think we're going to have some overlap, which is going to be interesting. But I also think there's going to be some maybe some hot takes thrown out, which uh, is always fun for the show. But I'm happy to be awake and functioning and be a, a real human being, despite going to bed at four in the morning. <laughs> happy to be here. And as always, I'm also joined by our other wonderful co-panelist, JTE. How are you? Hey guys, what's going on? I'm doing well. You know, a lot of things going on. Super Bowl, Super Bowl weekend. We're recording this Super Bowl weekend. Uh, cannot wait. It's it's a holiday here in America. And I just can't wait to eat a lot of food, order a lot of pizza, sit down with some friends. And I'm rooting for the Bengals. Uh, you know, it's hard. I've lived in LA for 15 years, but I'm a Boston, New Englander from heart. I just can't bring myself to root for any LA team. So I'm always going to go for the underdog, and I'm, I just can't root for L.A. I'm sorry, I can't. I mean, I get it. We we can't root for L.A. either because that's the NFC West rival of the Cardinals, and we can't have that happening. <laughs> no, so sir. that can't happen. But also, it's Super Bowl Monday, a.k.a. Valentine's Day for us. So I, I just want to say I am so lucky <laughs> that Taylor really loves at the NFL <laughs> because otherwise it'd be like, hey, it's Valentine's Day I'm going to sit and watch football for four hours. (laughs) So uh, I'm very lucky that that happens. I think you guys all next year might be, uh, America might be suffering that fate next year because I think Valentine's Day is on a Sunday next year. (laughs) I'll start planning now. (laughs) Yeah, good good luck with that one. Uh, But... I, I am, of course, also rooting for the Bengals, and uh, we just got past the NBA trade deadline, so that was also oh, three a.m. <laughs> three a.m. staying up watching that, and uh, that wasn't that was really entertaining, but not a smart idea. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but we're here for a movie po- podcast. Well, well, we may have to do podcast. a bonus like sports <laughs> episode where we just talk about the the soap opera that was the NBA trade deadline this year. <laughs> Uh, so today we are going to be discussing our most anticipated films of 2022 and the ones that we're looking forward to the most. And we're also going to have a look back at what the Academy nominated this year at the 20 at the 94th Academy Awards. So they were announced on Tuesday morning at 5.30 in the morning. JT, did you get up to, uh, what, to watch the ceremony? I was up. I think this is, it's funny. My dog was kind of sick that morning. He's fine. But he sometimes my dog usually sleeps through the night and he was rustling around. So I got up at like 5 a.m. just to check on him. And then I just stayed up because once I was up, I was up and I knew the Oscars were like minutes away from being announced. I usually wake up to the nominations, but to this one time, because of my dog not feeling well, I was up and I got to see him live. So it was very, <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, well, it, they drop for us at like midnight, so we normally are up anyway, and we'll oh, stay up great. and watch them. I'd rather be. But that, before though. we go into the Academy Awards, let's talk about our most anticipated films of 2022. JT, I'm going to start with you. What are your five? The five that you are most looking forward to this year? 
All right, this was a little tough for me because you want you know part of me could just put every Marvel movie that's coming out next year <laughs> or this year and just be like, yeah, I want to see uh, all these movies. Surprisingly, I have no Marvel films on my list. If I was going to put one, I probably would have put Thor: Love and Thunder um, because Taika Waititi nailed it with his last Thor movie, and I just love the concept. I love the cast, Christian Bale, but that did not make my list. Also, another caveat. The Northman would have made this list if I had not seen it at an early screening last year. The movie is amazing. It would it was my favorite movie I think I saw last year, but I couldn't include it in my list because it doesn't come out till April. So there's a little scoop for your early review. The Northman <laughs> it kicks ass. Uh, all right, so I'm going to go ahead and give my five. A lot of these are blockbusters. They are big summer movies because listen. I grew up, you know, I grew up watching Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, Independence Day. Those are the movies that got me the most excited and I look forward to the most. So these are all mostly movies, except for, I think, one that is more of a drama, you know, Academy Award type movie. But all right, let me just go into it. Uh, this is no specific order, but I will start with the one I'm probably the least excited for, but at the same time, super excited for because I'm a geek for the Rocky movies and I'm a geek for Creed 3. I am really excited because Michael B. Jordan is coming back to direct this one. So he's starring and directing. It's his debut. No Stallone this time. Stallone has left the franchise. I think the last movie was really kind of a passing of the torch. And I think Stallone's like, all right, Rocky's done, at least with the Creed franchise. Who knows? Maybe he'll come back in Creed 4. But I'm excited for Creed 3. I think the cast is fantastic. Um, I can't remember his name. The guy from – he was in uh, WandaVision. uh, Jonathan – uh jonathan oh, oh, i know who no. you're talking about hang on uh What's jonathan majors yes jonathan majors i knew it was like a he was military. loki I, yes loki i knew he was a military i knew it was like a military name <laughs> jonathan majors is playing the protagonist in this and i think that's awesome i think he's a great actor i think the last two creed movies it was really michael b jordan kind of you know carrying the film and you know ivan drago's son didn't really say much and the guy in the first movie, like there was like the protagonist didn't show up until almost an hour and a half into the movie. So I think to have somebody really play against like could be Jordan having a fantastic, fantastic actor like Jonathan Majors, I'm really excited for that. The next one I'm going to go with is Top Gun 2 Maverick. I've been waiting too damn long for this movie. This and Ghostbusters Afterlife were like the two movies I was so set on seeing and I had to wait extra long. I like Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think it's good, but not great. I'm hearing a lot of great things about Top Gun 2. Christopher McQuarrie, who's working on the Mission Impossible movies, said Top Gun 2 is probably the best thing he's ever worked with on, with Tom Cruise on. He's think, he thinks this movie is fantastic. Like, you know, he's seen stuff. He's, he's He worked on the script, I think, a little bit. He did some rewrites. Top Gun 2. I love the first Top Gun. I think this one, the camera work, the things that they're doing is unlike any movie you've seen like this before. So Top Gun 2, cannot wait. America, F yeah. Next movie is going to be Avatar 2. I will never bet against James Cameron. Okay? I, I'm just, I'm sorry. If you're at the casino, whatever, you know, it is, you bet on James Cameron. <laughs> the guy has never failed. Literally. I don't think he's, even the movies that are considered failures, I think, you know, The Abyss didn't do great. It's one of my favorite James Cameron movies. I love The Abyss. Listen, the first Avatar, I think a lot of criticism is, you know, Fern Gully and space and, Dancing with wolves with aliens. I get it. I think he heard it. He's going to deliver on this movie, man. I, I mean, he's going to literally bring 3D back to movie theaters. Nobody has 3D screenings anymore. 
Well, break out your glasses because he's going to make sure they're coming back. So Avatar 2, I got two movies left. I'm going to go with the more the more Academy Award heavy movie. It's got to be The Killers of the Flower Moon. Martin Scorsese, Leo, Robert De Niro, Jesse Plemons coming off an of Oscar nomination. We're going to talk about him later. I mean, it's Scorsese, it's Leo. Is it, what, what else do you need to hear me say? Martin Scorsese is still one of the few directors, no matter what the movie is. I don't have to even know anything about the movie. If you just point to a theater and say, Martin Scorsese made a movie, it's in there. I'm buying a ticket and I'm going in. It's Martin Scorsese. Enough said. Last film. The Batman. No, not the Matt Reeves Batman. I need Michael Keaton back as Batman in The Flash. I've seen a lot of Batman movies, and I'm excited for the Batman, of course. I think Matt Reeves is going to kill it. But I've seen a lot of Batman movies in my day. I've seen Ben Affleck's Batman. I've seen Christian Bale's Batman. I've seen Michael Keaton's Batman, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. I've even seen Will Arnett. It's been a long time since I've seen Michael Keaton as Batman. The GOAT, the true Batman. I'm sorry, Adam West, you're, you're fun. But Michael Keaton is the true Batman. And I love the fact that, you know, you're getting the whole Flashpoint storyline here. This thing is going to change the DCEU. It's going to rearrange everything. <sighs> yeah, that's right. Cough it out. <laughs> she's, so dying, she's so excited. She can't handle it. Um, I just need to see Michael Keaton. Listen, maybe is that like the most sophisticated answer? No. But when I watch that trailer and I hear Michael Keaton talking and I see the Batmobile almost being uncovered, I mean, I'm a geek first and foremost. I can't wait. I can't wait for Flash. Listen, it's the guy who directed it, Andy Muschietti, something like that. <laughs> um, I didn't like it too very much as much as the first one, but the first it was great. But it sounds like he really is doing something that's not just a spectacle, but he talks a lot about how the movie has a lot of heart. And I don't again, Michael Keaton, man. What else do you need to know? It's gonna be amazing. And it's introducing Supergirl. I mean, there's some really cool things in this movie, so. I can't wait to see the flash. It, it, I, I want to see Aquaman. I want to see black Adam, but the flash Michael Keaton enough said, sorry. Those are my movies. <laughs> All right. No, that, that's a good list. That's uh, I really thought uh, there's a movie on there. I wasn't expecting and oh, okay. um, we'll, we'll get to that. But Taylor. All right. What are your top five? So uh, this was tough for me to narrow it down to a top five. Cause there are quite a few movies I'm, I'm excited about and looking forward to, which is a nice way to start off the year. But um, this isn't really in a particular order. Like it, it kind of is, but um, so first one I want to talk about is Nope. The new film we're getting from Jordan Peele. I've enjoyed both of the movies we've gotten from him thus far. I think there's been some debate, obviously, about if they're both home runs. For me, they're both home runs. I enjoyed both of them so much. They're movies that really made me think about a lot of things while also being a genre of horror that wasn't just trying to be gross. Like, I'm not a person who enjoys horror movies when they're just trying to be gross um, or just overdoing tropes just, just to overdo it. I think his films really make you think, so I'm excited to see what we're going to get out of Nope. I think he's kind of earned, for me, the right to put out that he's gonna have a movie coming out i don't really know anything about it and i'm still just like all right sign me up day one like awesome next one i want to talk about is another director uh which is why i'm excited about the project the cast looks great but the director has me very interested which is don't worry darling olivia wilde's follow-up film which 
has been getting some some talk, some buzz for a while. Been waiting to see when we're finally going to get a release from it. Uh, I'm excited about Florence Pugh and Harry Styles and Chris Pine being in the film. Gemma Chan as well. It's it's a great cast. I think it's going to be an interesting premise, and I'm excited to see Olivia Wilde directing another film. Next, I have The Batman, which I think we're definitely going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's Batman movies have never necessarily been my favorite superhero movies. I get excited enough about them, but the casting of this particular role paired with the director, I think, is what intrigues me. Um, I think, you know, four or five years ago, if you would have said Robert Pattinson's going to play the Batman, people would have thrown you out of a window and been like, absolutely not. This is not it's not happening. Um, So I'm really intrigued by it. I think uh, I think it's going to be a style and a story we've never quite seen in the live action verse of getting a Batman movie before. So I'm I'm excited about it. Can't wait. Going to be awesome. The second to last one I want to talk about is Knives Out 2. Uh, Ryan Johnson is probably my favorite director, to be honest. Uh, Knives Out really was, I don't want to say a surprise for me because I knew how talented he was as a director, but it just, it was just such a pleasant surprise, honestly. Like, I just had so much fun with it. Everyone in our screening had a blast. Like, it was just such a good time. The story was great. The cast all knocked out of the park. I loved the three seconds of a of a teaser trailer we got from Netflix <laughs> for it. And I'm really, really excited. So that one's going to be good. This one is a new addition to my list after it screened uh, at a festival, but it's fresh, which is starring St- uh, Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones. I'm very, very intrigued by this movie. I'm, I'm really not a... Uh, I'm not usually like a horror person, but I think I'm starting to steer into that direction. It seems like with some of some of the things that I'm actually looking forward to, but I've heard only good things about this from people who've seen it. I've heard, you know, learn as little as possible about it going in because it's one of those movies that really just deserves to to give you the journey without you really knowing where it's going to go. So I'm trying to avoid actually learning much about it outside of, you know, the the general premise, which I think is intriguing, but uh, but those are the ones that made my cut for my top five. There, there are quite a few that were right on the cusp that we can talk about. That that's a great five films. Um, so I'm the film snob of this uh, film film snob <laughs> of this oh, of Jesus. this of this, uh, this crew. I have a feeling like I'm the one who turns his down his nose down at comic book movies and is. The one who I like, so I've got a list of ten of ten to fifteen movies, and a Marvel movie doesn't even crack those. I'm I'm not looking like, though. Sorry, one Marvel movie does, and it's not an MCU one. The and then one other comic book movie cracks it, and it's one that you've already mentioned. So I'm trying. I'm going to try and do some different different movies that haven't been mentioned yet. Uh, JT, your, you mentioned... Who killed your joy I, I really and fun. Thought, I, sorry? <laughs> who killed your joy and fun of <laughs> <laughs> They did by having them all be the same movie. Um, oh, man. Okay. Uh, so you mentioned the one that I am shocked that you mentioned, and that was Avatar 2. Uh, so that was on my list, but I'm trying to put another... Uh, I'm trying to try and put some more stuff on there. Uh, Avatar 2 I, is one that I 
am very much looking forward to and would be on this list, but I, I, I want to do some different stuff. Uh, and then the other one that was literally number two on my list, but I have seen it, and that's Scream. Uh, and it lived oh, up to wow. that. I, wow. I you like Scream that much? I what? Scream is my favorite horror movie. It is you one are... of my favorite horror franchises, one of my favorite franchises. And you like this and, new one? Oh, I loved this new one. I, oh my god! I absolutely loved oh, it. Oh, we should have done a podcast on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah excuse um, I have yet to figure out, my friend. <laughs> Just when I think I got all the color on the right side, you yeah, throw nah, a see, ball see, at this me. is why we're the perfect podcast panel because it's like I thought I knew you. I feel yeah. betrayed. Taylor, were you a fan of Scream, the new one? I like, really enjoyed in the middle? it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, but the thing is, I, I saw the Scream negative. the first one for the first time when I met Jacob because oh, he loved wow. it so much. And then I just watched all the other ones like a month ago. You watched, wow. the you watched them three days before we <laughs> yeah. saw them. Holy <laughs> crap. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So right, uh, I have a lot of issues with that movie, but we'll save it for another day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so ones that. I'm going to mention real quick. Okay, so number five on my list right now would be The Black Phone, and I am still devastated this got pushed. Uh, the power of a trailer. So, like, I, I was excited for a new Scott Derrickson horror movie. The Basically him exercising his I didn't do Doctor Strange demons. Uh, you know, we always seem to get that after a director has creative differences and leave, leaves a Marvel movie, their next movie is the exercising themselves <laughs> from Marvel movie. And I don't think any of them have been bad. Like I, I like she, I think chef is John Favreau's best movie by quite a, a big margin outside of maybe jungle book. Well, let me ask um, you this. What did Edgar Wright do after he left Ant-Man. Okay. Edgar Wright <laughs> did baby driver next. And Ooh. I, Okay, I'm not the biggest fan of Baby Driver, but I okay. also count um, he had left. He he was halfway through uh, the world's end when he left. So oh, okay. I, I'm going to count that as right, to fit right. my narrative. Um, <laughs> all right. But, the, the disrespect for Baby Driver in this podcast. <laughs> I may not, need to go take a lap for a second. Yeah, I was um, a huge okay. fan of Baby Driver. Ethan Hawke looking absolutely terrifying. This, I think this was the, this wouldn't have made my top five if it wasn't for the power of that trailer. That trailer is terrifying and how great it is. And I remember showing you and Marisol in the back of the car and you were both sitting there like, nope, I'm good. Don't need to see that one. <laughs> um, number four, I think this is just going to be a nuts, insane movie that is just going to be a blast to watch on the big screen. And I cannot wait to watch it with a crowd. And I hope it lives up to the hype. And that's the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm. Nick Cage going full Nick Cage, literally. You know what? If there, I would have put this movie on my list if I hadn't seen the trailer. But the trailer worries me a little bit. I, I didn't love the trailer. so that. But if you just told me the premise... This would have mm. probably made my list, <laughs> but um, I always, I've seen the trailer once and I didn't hate it. Like I, I was like, oh, yeah. okay, it looks good. It looks good. But I, I think, I, I, don't know, I, I think the premise alone, I'm just very excited. And I think it's going to be really funny. Um, we're getting a new number three, the new Damien Chazelle movie, Babylon at the end yeah. of the year. I, this uh, Damien Chazelle is one of the most talented directors working right now. And, 
in Hollywood. And I say that as someone who is the one person in the world who didn't like Whiplash. So, uh, whoa, what the yeah, hell? I know, I, I know, I know. What the heck? I just, it's, it's Black the Swan, Ru- but with, it's Black Swan, but with drums. Like the it, Rubik's I, Cube I, turns again. <laughs> So oh I, yeah, um, <laughs> oh, I think we should retitle this episode "Blowing JT's Mind." <laughs> you hit um, me with haymaker after haymaker. I, I'm dizzy. But that being said, I, uh, you know, La La Land, amazing. I think La La Land is an incredible film. I adored First Man. I thought First Man was an incredible film that got massively underappreciated, and I think that, and I thought Ryan Gosling was criminally underrated in how good he was in that movie because it wasn't a showy movie. So uh, that's the uh, number, t- uh, number two, JT's already mentioned it. And I, this, I'm so excited for the Northman. I, I cannot wait for this movie. And I just, I absolutely beyond excited for this. And realistically, this is probably my number one outside of the Batman um, because yeah, the Batman, uh, all right, so yeah, and then number one is the Batman. I'm I'm beyond excited for the Batman. Uh, the Batman can't. Uh, Batman could seriously break my heart right now, and I and uh, I don't know if there's another movie this year that could break it as much as the Batman right now. You know what? So, I find, what I find curious about the Batman is I remember when you know you got George Clooney's Batman and Robin. There was a long break between that and Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan coming, you know, bringing the Batman back. Yeah. And I remember when the Batman Begins came out, it wasn't like how people anticipate movies now. It mm. was like, oh, cool, they're making our Batman. Hopefully it's good this time because the last two were so poorly received in a lot of ways. But we've just been, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy is so damn good. I mean, Rises, I have some issues with. But then I really loved Ben Affleck as Batman. I thought he did a great job. And it's just like, it feels like there wasn't a long enough break between batman affleck and this new batman film so like don't get me wrong i'm freaking excited to see the batman i can't wait to see i got opening night tickets dolby theater three hours it's gonna be amazing but for some reason because it's just been so much batman lately i'm not like i'm not starving for it which i think i I get that i i definitely can appreciate that and understand it i do you know that it has been more time between Garfield and Tom Holland than Affleck and Robert Pattinson. It's been more time. It's only, it's, only, it's been more time between those two oh, really? movies. And, it, and, it's, and it's only two years between when, and it's only two years yeah. between when um, Batman and Robin and the, and the Dark sure. and Batman Begins came out. Well, I compared think you know, to we now. just got Zack Snyder's Justice League, also. Well, so that's okay, so fresh enough. in my okay, mind. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, that that is fair. And don't even, and look with Affleck coming back at the end of the year as well for the Flash. It's going yeah. to that is going to be a thing. But I also think we literally just had the movie that combined all three Spider Man in one, and mm-hmm. everyone was completely cool and on board with that. So I think. I think audiences are okay now enough to have two Batmans running at side by side at the same time. I, I think the the reason why this movie I think is one that I am so looking forward to and and think is mm-hmm. and, and just beyond excited about is the casting of Robert Pattinson. I think is in, um, 
inspired. I think it's one of those castings of this shouldn't work and I think it will. And I think it's one that, that we look back on as like Heath Ledger as the Joker of, oh, you took a risk and it's paid off massively. I think Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is absolutely inspired casting. Jeffrey Wright as Gordon, Andy Serkis as Alfred. Like I, I am excited for them to, to see a director like Matt Reeves take on this property. And that's where my excitement comes from because I adored Matt Reeves' take on the Planet of the Apes. I'll say this. To release a three-hour movie in your first, which I'm guessing will probably be the first of a trilogy, mm. is a pretty ballsy and confident move. Yeah. Uh, like, that's not uh, three hours for your first movie. This fact the studio is. didn't make him cut that down must mean they're confident also. But I also wonder maybe just we're in a streaming world now where runtime doesn't really matter because only one movie kind of dominates the box office. You don't have to worry about competing with Top Gun 2 because they're not going to be anywhere near you. I just uh, – everything is pointing to this movie is going to be amazing. Mm. Uh, Again, if you ask me, am I more excited for the new Batman or to see Michael Keaton back as Batman? For me, I'm just more excited to see Michael Keaton. But but guess what? If you ask me which is going to be the better movie – I would put my money on the Batman. No doubt about it. <laughs> like, I think that's going to be a better movie, but that doesn't mean I'm not more excited for the flash. I get, I get that. My, my fear, my problem with the flash is it's Ezra Miller's flash. And I'm not a fan of Ezra Miller's flash. Ah, so, uh, like, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I like, I, so, Oh great. I get to spend two hours with two versions of Ezra Miller as flash. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like even when the theatrical version of justly came out, I was like, you know what? Ezra Miller was probably one of the best things in that movie. He's like, he's the only thing that gave the movie kind of fun. So, mm. but that just might have been a rock in a pile of turds. So it's hard to yeah. imagine. <laughs> it's hard to say exactly what I like and didn't like. No, and that's fair. So, is there so other movies that are coming out this year that I do real quick want to? Yeah, sorry, JT. What do you? What was I, I would like to talk about Nope a little bit because yeah. this is a movie we know nothing about. We've seen mm-hmm. a couple stills. I believe they're going to show the first teaser trailer during the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, I totally understand why people are excited. Now, for me, Us did not really work for me. I love – now, I feel the complete opposite about Get Out. I think that movie is a freaking masterpiece. I love that movie. I can watch it anytime it's on TV. I can just sit down. I don't care where it's at. I'll just sit down and watch it. I love that film. I just couldn't quite get there with us. I saw it one time in theaters and I just felt super disappointed. I thought it was kind of sloppy, but I know other people who think it's almost as good as get out. So am I saying it? Is it get out? Yeah. Get out. Okay. For some reason, I'm questioning myself. Like, am I getting that title wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, get out. is fantastic. Us. I was disappointed in. Uh, So for me, a lot of times the filmmaker's last film is kind of, reflects on how you're going to feel about his next one so because i was kind of disappointed by us it's hard for me to get to that level of excitement for nope this was if nope was the next film after get out it'd be a different story for me but again he's an exciting filmmaker so i'm i'm, I'm still excited to see what he does with this movie yeah so, uh, that's pick? Yeah. No, I just us is a movie that I got out of the theater from seeing and haven't stopped thinking about it since then. Like it's just one of those movies that the 
the social commentary they, really stuck with you or i guess the i mean first of all the acting like mm. she was a freaking snub for an acting nomination but Lupita, whatever Lupita, it's fine yeah. um but it i guess what he was trying to explore really stuck with me just just the subject matter was so chilling to me of like having someone just like completely be able to take over your entire life mm-hmm. and just seeing the mirror opposites of what happens to both of those characters. And just, I don't know, it was just so intriguing to me. And I just really loved what he did with the concept of having that kind of doppelganger that's so tied to who you are, but has lived such a different experience mm-hmm. through different circumstances that completely changes who you are. Like to, to the visually to the naked eye, you're the same person, but the circumstances you've lived in the cards you've been dealt in your life completely change who you are. And then having those circumstances like completely ripped away from you and turning you into a different person. Like it just fascinates me. And I just thought the way he handled it was, it's just stuck with me. I've never, I have never stopped thinking about that movie. Like I love get out. I think it's masterful Mm -hmm. in what it's doing, but us is just, it's, it's wormed its way into my brain and (laughs) it's never left. So you prefer us over get out. I'd prefer to sit down and watch us. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I will say this. One thing we all agree on his trailers are always amazing. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. What what retro song will be in this one? I don't know. <laughs> That's updated with a creepy vibe. I can't wait. <sighs> that I, I mean, I love Super Bowl because I love sports, but I also love those trailers. Yeah. I know we're gonna get a new Top Gun trailer. Woo-hoo! Oh, we definitely get a new Top Gun trailer. <laughs> because with with us, didn't you start to appreciate it? It took more? time. Like, I, I, I was I wasn't. I never said it was a bad movie when I first went. I went, I liked that. I didn't love it. And then by the time, and then it ended up being on my top 10 by the end of the year. Because oh, we, wow. we had watched it and I'd like, yeah, no, I, I, I like this movie. This movie, this, I, I really loved it. Um, I, Another one. Okay. I, I want to talk about the Marvel movie that I am looking forward to the most. Mm, yeah, let's year. talk and about that, that. And that is Spider-Man Across the Universe. I, ah, I yeah. think we're getting like, I, what Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse did was completely fresh, completely original, gave me so much joy. And I fell, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. I fell in love with that entire universe, that entire film. And I cannot wait for the sequel. I So for them, well, for everyone coming back to do the sequel. Isn't I it the different directors? Uh, I think I, I believe think it's it is, different. Actually, no, I do think, yeah, I do think it is different. So let Sorry. me tell you why I'm worried. I love Lord and Miller. Okay, I love Cloudy with Chance Meatballs. I think it's one of the funniest animated films they made in, in the last like you know ten years. Lord and Miller did not direct the sequel; they left it to somebody else. Cloudy with Imagine, Cloudy with Chance Meatballs two was not good. Mm. I loved the first Lego movie. I thought it was amazing. Lord and Miller left. Still produced, did not like Lego Movie Two. <laughs> now here again, Lord and Miller evolved. They didn't direct the first one. Yeah. But again, we're losing the directors of the first one. So by going just the Lord and Miller route of them being heavily involved in the first movie, then backing out for the second one, and the second one usually disappointing. I'm worried. I'm hoping I'm wrong because I love Into the Spider Verse. 
but that worries me. That's all, that's why it's hard for me to be like, oh, because I'm like, oh no, I know the track record. <laughs> and I get that. And I the reason why I'm more uh, why I I'm more okay with it is because Lord Miller didn't direct the f- the first one. Yeah, and I get that the the original directors aren't coming back either. And I think the other reason why I am like, oh, okay, Sony have confidence in it. He could mm-hmm. clearly by announcing, hey, we're doing two. We're not just doing the one. We're True. doing two, and it's back-to-back, and the next one comes out next year. I, I think that shows a level of confidence from Sony that, no, this one's good, and we're not – because the back-to-back movies, they don't happen anymore because studios started to realize that the third movie didn't make money. The f- second one did, but then the third one lost the money because the second one was terrible or not good or let people down. So they stopped yeah. doing back to packs and instead went see how the second one does. And well, s- speaking of back back movies, if mission possible seven did not get pushed to next year. Oh yeah. That would have been on my list. Oh yeah. <laughs> 100%. Like, so, okay. So speaking of your movies, um, mm-hmm. Top Gun two isn't on my list. I, and the only reason it's not is uh, this movie doesn't exist. Like it actually just doesn't exist. It's a uh, a ploy for like I, I'm convinced it's like a scam at this point. I'm convinced this movie's uh, not real and sure. it's a scam and it's just a money laundering scheme because if they you, just keep pushing it. <laughs> listen, if you saw how many times I've watched a trailer on my YouTube, you would know that it is a real movie. Uh, I but here's the thing. I think they're so confident of how good it is. They want to get the most money out of it. So they're pushing it until I think Spider-Man was the biggest, like, okay, I think we're ready to release this thing. Now people will come out if a movie's really, really good and a big IP. And yeah, this, the trailer, if the trailer wasn't, it was okay. I mean, listen, when I heard Top Gun two, I wasn't, I was a little bit worried. It's not like, Mm. you know, Tony Scott's still around to make this movie, but those trailers have knocked my socks off. Every trailer I've seen has knocked me down and just pure. Awesome. So you, you kind of mentioned the reason I'm not I am nervous is I don't mm-hmm. like Kaczynski as a director. I now, have you seen I'm not Brave. a fan. So no, okay, that's the one I haven't that seen, but I haven't the, liked his two movies where he's had a hundred million dollars and could do whatever he wants. I'm with you. Oblivion is a mixed bag. Yeah. But only the Brave is so damn good that it gave me that if I hadn't seen Only the Brave, I think <laughs> I would be closer to where you are. But mm. only the brave was like when my top ten films of the year came out. It was and so that's, uh, yeah. well done. That's why I'm I, like, okay, yeah. he could do this. I, I get that. I just and Chris there's McQuarrie. a difference. The, there's uh, yeah, but Chris McQuarrie was also involved in uh, Oblivion, so that was, was I believe he was. I think I think he was. I think <laughs> he did an uncredited rewrite on it. Maybe, yeah. But uh, like, I, I just. My my fear with this movie is I don't I is is the director I, I think if if you said Macquarie's directing it a little more excited. I'm on board I'm a hundred percent like oh yes let's go I just gotcha. I'm not a big I'm not a big Tron Legacy fan I I think that movie is a bloated mess <laughs> and I think Oblivion has such a great and original idea that it does not capitalize on it yeah. at all. And it's, it's, it's an okay movie when it, sh- there, there should have been a, a mm-hmm. all time sci-fi masterpiece, like the, the okay. premise and casting and everyone involved alone and the story that it's telling the, the there's a, there is an all timer in there. 
and it just it's a good movie it's a it's hmm. all right it's not too okay. bad um, there is one movie that I want to bring up that just missed out on my list, but more so because of the timing of like when we started learning stuff about this movie. But um, we just got a teaser for it. It's called Men by Alex Garland. Oh yeah, I'm very excited about this movie because I adore Ex Machina, and Annihilation is one of my favorite films of all time. Like I know it's super divisive, and wow. a lot of people don't get it, and a lot of people just don't understand it. But I saw Annihilation and just. I just I will like defend it with my life. I will take a bullet for <laughs> annihilation, basically. So I love what Alex Garland does with his filmmaking. I love how like weird it is and just like I don't know, there's something with it that I just connect with. And this one looks like it's in line with the kind of films he makes, but there's something different about it too that that intrigues me. It feels like it's uh it's going in a bit of a different direction. And I'm curious. We don't know a ton about it. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very you know, intrigued. What's interesting about that is I love uh, Ex Machina. I mean, it was fantastic. I, I liked Annihilation. I th- they're you know visually amazing. The score amazing. Um, there were some you know it, it's a movie I left a little bit more mixed on. Did you watch his show on FX Devs? No. That might be the best thing I've seen him done. Okay. He's done. I would check that out. It's only like I think five or six episodes. It is fantastic. Do yourself a favor. If you like Alex Garland, watch that show. It's amazing. All right. Well, is there any other movies anyone wants to bring up just quickly as a um, last one? I guess, I guess, you know, I said it earlier. I didn't put Love, God, or Thunder on there. But, man, mm-hmm. Taika Waititi teaming back up with these guys. Christian Bale's the villain. Like, that movie might be the best of all the comic book movies this year uh, when it comes to just having fun. Because that first Thor movie was just a shot of pure comedy, action, adrenaline. Like, it's one of the best times I've had in any of the Marvel movies. It was fantastic. So that is definitely high up on my list. But because it is a sequel to, you know, a Thor Taika Waititi movie, all the movies on my list, you know, I guess outside of Creed 3, but even that's a new director. Mm. It's just something new to the mix. Whereas I feel like we're just going to get another awesome Thor movie with Taika under the helm. I, I okay. I, I want to the Marvel fans who are listening to this and rage quitting. <laughs> I just want to let you know, like the reason why I think I can't, I don't get as excited for these as I used to, or being massively anticipated is, I know what I'm going to get. I know that I'm going to get a very, inter- a very good, fun movie that doesn't push me, that doesn't challenge, mm-hmm. and re- ju- doesn't challenge you as an or an audience maker. And not every movie needs to. And I'm not, not every movie needs mm-hmm. to do that. It's not, that's not its job. It's, it's job is to come in, be a crowd pleaser for everybody to enjoy. Yeah. And that's all it needs to do. And that is fine. And I am, and no joy, Jacob, why, I got you. Like, I, I, I'm not going to come in and be like, yeah. oh, this movie's the worst because it didn't, this movie's the worst because it didn't give me the challenging drama okay. that I wanted from a, a movie like, Doctor, like, like, you know, <laughs> like, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's no, I, I'm no, not no. expecting that. I've got to yeah. go in, going. It's gonna be a fun movie, time yeah. of the movies. You know, yeah. now I can yell about the filmmaking and how and how yeah. it tells its story, but I, I know what I'm gonna get from these, and that's why yeah. I can't really get. Oh my god, this is my number two film of the year because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which looks awesome, and I am excited for it. I know what I'm getting from. I know what I'm getting. 
films now Jacob yeah, at it again. I, yeah, I well, know. but here's but, the thing. But but Go ahead, but counter counterpoint yes. counterpoint. Seeing Natalie Portman walk onto the stage at Comic Con. Mm. That was awesome. one of the best moments I think you and I had that entire weekend. We're like, holy shit, they got her to come back. Yeah. All but, praise Taika Waititi. Yeah. Holy crap. But Jacob, if I came to you and said, uh, Taika Waititi, Sam Raimi, Ryan Coogler have new movies coming out this year, you would be excited. Yeah. But then I say they're Marvel movies and you're like, oh. <laughs> it's I, like, I, I'm I, still yeah. excited for those directors to be making these I, movies. And I get that. Black and Panther that's, was and awesome. that's the thing. And that's... That's the bit that like breaks my heart is that because I know I'm not getting a I'm not getting a Sam Raimi Doctor Strange movie. I am getting what, a what Marvel produced that? Sam Raimi because I because he's not going to have complete free reign of what he wants, he wants to, to do. do. And, and that's but, but kind of where compl- I well, Spider Man Two is I think one of the best comic book movies like ever. And uh, I don't I, think he had free okay. reign. Can you? Yeah. But, well, he wasn't being overlooked by like what the MCU is today. Yeah, though. and and I For think sure. that's because the to me the movie that is this the the two biggest most divisive MCU movies out of mm-hmm. all divisive not quality okay. but divisive are Eternals mm-hmm. and Iron Man three the two movies that do not fit the MCU they yeah. are filmmaker driven films they are. That is a Chloe Zhao and a Shane Black movie Correct. because they don't fit inside the MCU. Yes, and are those and your two, two your favorites? And they're not my favorites, but they're uh-huh. two. One, but I'm I lean on the I enjoy them because they're, I yeah. think that what they do is I, I like what they do, and I do mm-hmm. like that they are filmmaker driven. And if we like, don't we, like Ryan Coogler is. I haven't seen what makes a Ryan Coogler film a Ryan Coogler film. Like I, I like what he made in Fruitvale Station, and then he goes into Creed, and again, but Creed is again a franchise which had to stick to kind of a a certain mold, which he worked in very well. I think Creed is one of the better movies from 2015, and 2015 mm-hmm. is one of the great years of film we had, but. Then he goes into Black Panther, and Black Panther is a top five MCU movie for me. Like, yes. absolute top five. Mm-hmm. And I am excited to see what Ryan Coogler is going to do with Black Panther 2 without mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman. I am excited to see how he goes with that. But... I know that I am going, but, but I know that it's good. That that's the one that might challenge me. Maybe. Okay. That's like okay. the one. Like, but, but do you I feel like Taika think... didn't put his style on that Thor movie? Like, he put. Watch those first he, two Thor movies and watch Thor <laughs> three. He definitely put his style. I'll like, you, I'll, he definitely wow. put his style. Mm-hmm. I just Humor. think Jojo Rabbit's the type of movie that I'd much rather him make. I would much rather watch a, jo- a Jojo Rabbit Taika movie than Thor Ragnarok. Interesting. Yeah. Because okay. you're a film snob. Yes. All right. Moving snob. on. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I'm going to discredit my film snobs straight away by the last movie that I talk about. And this is going to make me sound like the biggest hypocrite in the entire Am- is world. Is it Ambulance? It's Ambulance. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited for Ambulance. I you too. just sat here for 15 minutes and put your film snobbery all over MCU uh, movies. And then you're going to come in here and oh, bring man. up you're you're getting your opinion card taken away for that one. Let me tell you. I can't you. explain it. I cannot I, explain what it is about ambulance. 
outside of a camera is moving and spinning and there's color. And like that's literally the only reason why I'm excited for uh, it. I'll tell you two things. One, I saw Death on Nile last night, and that ambulance trailer played, and I was giddy throughout. <laughs> two, the word on the streets here in LA for people who they've started screening ambulance is that it's fantastic. I'm hearing like, great word of mouth from the people on the inside. I can't say like who said it, it's going to be. Look, it's going to be as someone who literally just sat through all of his movies. It's going to be a Michael Bay movie. I know it's yeah. going to be a Michael oh, yeah. Bay movie and that it's not going to, and it's going to hit all the strides of a Michael Bay movie, yeah. but it's going to be a Michael Bay movie. I'm not going to walk out of that and go. That's a French. That's a, Journeyman director's yeah. film. That's a Michael Bay movie, and it feels like a Michael Bay movie. Doesn't Jill Hall look like he's just having the best time in that trailer? Oh yeah, I, that's I, why like I'm excited. I, just why I'm so excited for this for no reason. Bring whatsoever. it out! I love it. <laughs> I have lost all credibility <laughs> considering I just went on a rant for ten minutes about how yeah. yes, the Sam Raimi and Taika Waititi and Ryan Coogler movies are oh oh god. <laughs> well, they're, would they're you be trash. excited? For but a Michael, Michael Bay, Bay movie. Would you be would you be excited for a Michael Bay MCU movie? <laughs> if it felt if it looked okay, yeah. if an MCU movie, I I, I I am not joking with this, and I will be and I am a hundred percent serious. If an MCU movie looked half as good as the ambulance trailer in terms of using cameras and using color and uh-huh. actually using cameras and color, one hundred percent I would I would be excited for that movie. I just don't see cameras in actual, like, bright, vivid color when you watch these movies. They're muted and dilated down because because they don't color correct their movies. But I think there's some outliers. Like, you watch Doctor Strange and Thor, like, especially Taika's, like, in The Guardians. You tell me there's not some crazy colors and visuals in those movies? Like, Doctor Strange is, like, muted. They're muted colors because they've all got to look the same Anyway, you need to watch the first Guardians. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to friend. shut this down. Real <laughs> yeah, quick. we're gonna. Yeah, Thank we're, you we're off track. <laughs> well, this is why this is why I'm part of the panel. Like, All right, kids. Next topic. Let's go. All right, let's move on to uh, this week. Pretty big week uh, for you know any film snobs. Uh, <laughs> for any, anyone in in the film industry who loves big movies at the start end of the year, this is our Super Bowl essentially, and we got the Academy Award nominations. Uh, just without getting into specifics, what did you think, Taylor, of them? Like in general, are you where are you? Uh, in in general, I feel like it's pretty much what I expected. There are a couple outliers that I was really surprised and really happy with, but for the most part, it was predictably disappointing. Like there were a couple that, you know, there, there. To me, there are always films that that miss out, and just because you know they're not, they don't have the momentum that they need to to get the nominations. But I always feel like there's a couple nominations in there that just get it because Hollywood is being Hollywood and gives love to very particular films, even if they don't necessarily deserve it. But there were a couple surprises I enjoyed overall, pretty predictable. Uh, JT. 
Yeah, no, I didn't hate him. Um, there's a couple surprises, a couple snubs, but to be honest, I, you know, I was definitely championing for Nicolas Cage to get nominated for mm. Pig. But I think realistically, I knew he wasn't going to get nominated. The movie was just too small. It was too early in the year. Uh, I think the th- biggest issue I had was probably being the Ricardos getting as many acting nominations. J.K. Simmons jumping in there felt really out of nowhere. I hadn't heard one single J.K. Simmons like news tip about him even being a possibility. Same thing with Harvey Bardem. I mean, I know he he uh, got some SAG recognition, but I just didn't think he would get an Oscar nomination. And Kidman, that one I could kind of understand. Anybody in that movie, that's she carries the film, in my opinion. So she's the one I was okay with. Jesse Buckley was pretty surprising. I thought that was a pretty surprising one. There's a couple that are just, oh, I didn't expect that. But a lot of those, I was like, that's cool. That's not who I, you know, a lot of people were thinking about. But I think that's pretty cool. Outside of J.K. Simmons, Javier Bardem, I was pretty happy. Best picture, pretty happy. Yeah, I didn't hate a lot of these nominations. I Listen, my taste sometimes is not going to align with the Academy. I've known that for my whole life. My top favorite movie is usually never nominated for Best Picture. Sometimes it is, and I love when it does. But there's a lot of times, like a couple years ago, I had Blind Spotting as my number one movie of the year. I just absolutely love that movie, and it didn't sniff the Oscars at all. Mm. So I think it might have been up for a screenplay, maybe. No. I'm not I'm not even sure. No, nothing, right? <laughs> so for me, I think the Academy, they're predictable. Sometimes they're unpredictable. But at the most part, I think they're going to play it safe. And I think this year looked pretty safe for the most part. And they ignored some really great performances in movies. Um, yeah, I think, I think there were some performances that upset me more than anything. <laughs> I think, okay. I get what you're both saying with the going safe. Um and they are still to a degree, but there are movies in here that feel like they're not the safe choice at all. And that we're starting to see the effects of the changes that they made five years ago after the Oscars So Whites and mm-hmm. after Green Book especially. Like I, I think we're starting to see the impacts that they have had on the Academy. Drive My Car with the amount of nominations it got and getting Best Picture and Director <laughs> I think is a direct impact of that change. Um, but then I do agree. There are other things like. Being the Ricardos. Be, like, yeah. Being Did the Ricardos. But, no but best picture me, me at least. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like being the Ricardos then missed out on picture, director and screenplay. I, I get that. But to me, there's no reason that they, that movie should have gotten any acting nominations with the acting field that we have this year. Yeah. To me, that's unacceptable. Like, that's Hollywood sucking its own dick so hard, and I am just so Mm -hmm. over it, honestly. Like, yeah, and I get it. Like, they're allowed to have that opinion. I get it. It's Hollywood. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. But that that and Jessica Chastain getting hers really frustrates me. Like, it really does. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, Jacob, that Damien Chazelle's got a movie with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie, and it's about old school Hollywood. Oh, it's winning best picture. Next year, <laughs> it's going to be nominated. Like, I already know. That's like, for it, sure. This is going to, this is going to be the, sorry, we didn't give it to La La Land and put everyone yep. through that. Like yep. it's, it, it's, and, and whether happen. or not it's a good movie, it won't, oh, yeah. it won't even matter. It won't <laughs> even matter. Like, because, because that's going to be the thing. Yeah. All right. 
Let's just go through the best picture real quick. We've got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Uh, what? Uh, okay, let's start with what's snubbed. What's snub? the big snub? What's the big snub? It's. I don't think there's any big snubs, honestly. Like I'm actually kind of happy with most of these. There's a couple. Throw, don't look up out the window. Yeah, yeah. How, think, how, okay. we well, all agree with that. I we all, we all agree. Stand that movie. Don't know how that got. It only got nominated because stars. Yeah, movie yeah. stars. That's movie yeah. stars. The movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad Nightmare Alley got in there. Me too. I'm like, so happy. I didn't expect that, and I was so happy about that because it's a really good movie. Yeah. 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 Um, that's. In, in all it, honesty, to, to me, I take out "Don't Look Up" and I put in either "Worst Person in the World" or I put in um, "Tragedy Macbeth." And put "Tick Tick." Maybe "Tick Tick Boom," but to me, I feel like "Tragedy Macbeth" didn't get really any love, mm. honestly, which is a little bit interesting. Yeah, no, but. I like, like, I kind of agree with you guys. Like, I don't hate this list. No. I think this is, I think. Best picture actually is probably one of the better categories this year. And that, yeah. no, I agree with pretty much all of them. Like the Nightmare Alley, I, I was shocked when Nightmare Alley came out. And it's, I think Nightmare Alley coming in is the reason why I haven't been so bad that Tick Tick Boom didn't get nominated because it's like, okay, it would have replaced Tick Tick Boom. Like it's what it was one of them getting in. So I'm like, okay, I can't be that mad. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this Del Toro has really been pushing it out here. Like, there's not a mm. week goes by where Del Toro's not doing a Q and A at a screening of Nightmare Alley here in LA. I must yeah. have gotten like three emails inviting me to Del Toro <laughs> Q and A's. So he's definitely hitting the pavement and trying to get it out there. And I'm glad he did because it worked. It got a nomination. I still yeah. need to see Drive My Car. I think that's yeah, the, we do too. That's the one that's I'm the, missing. That's the only it one. It only I'm just came out for us. So yeah, that's the only one on that list I haven't seen. Yeah, um, but overall, I really like this list. I I think I think it's a really good list. Um, I don't hate it, and I there's a few on there that I wouldn't want to win, but like if they, but there's only really one that I would be like, oh, really? That's winning, and that's don't look up. Yeah, like, the rest, I mean, okay, Belfast maybe as well, but everything else I'd be pretty okay with. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Mean, I I don't disagree with that. I you know. I have some things that I would add to this list that would be completely unrealistic for the Academy yeah. to do. Like mm. there are movies that I would nominate for best picture that the Academy never would, but realistically, this is not a bad, this is not a bad list. Yeah. I mean, throw green Knight on there. I would love to see yeah. green Knight get a nomination. Yeah. Yeah. I would put pig up there personally. Yeah. And you know, like I, I agree. I, I, I understand most of these picks. I didn't like West Side Story, but I get mm. why it's on there. It's Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he did direct the hell out of it. There's no doubt about mm. that. So yeah, overall well, pretty happy. Speaking of director, uh, <laughs> yeah. this to me is easily the biggest snub of the night. Take a seat, uh, Denis. Take a seat, Kenneth, baby. <laughs> Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. <laughs> Rizuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. No Denny Villeneuve nope. for Dune. I don't get it. This is ge- this is easily, I think, the biggest snub in the past decade for the well, Oscars. He made half. A I movie. think this is huge. I like. I, I cannot believe he made he half a movie. Let him finish it, then we'll give him a best picture. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> the half a movie. movie. <laughs> okay. Here's here is my rebuttal to the half a movie argument. Go for it. Is is Fellowship of the Ring a third of a movie? It has a beginning, middle, and end. They so, so does Dune. That, that is no. I would disagree in some ways. I... Uh, threads are tied up to a point at the end of Fellowship. Well, Peter Jackson to me did so good was even though they're all part of one story, he he broke them up in three parts, and everyone feels like it has a beginning, middle, end, some sort of arc. Dune. Listen, I'll even say this: I would rather Denis have the best director over Paul Thomas Anderson. I didn't like Licorice Pizza as much as everybody else. I don't think there's anything in there that deserves a best director. So I'll even agree with you. I think Denise should be in there over Paul Thomas Anderson. But I'd, I'd drop, I'd drop Brenner. Even though I, 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 <laughs> I get I, I, it. either Brenner or Anderson, like or they're, Anderson. they're yeah, my could, bottom two. I, I'm with you. I could agree. I agree with that. But I'm also not mad that Denise didn't get nominated. I, feel, I mean, like, it's gonna win. All the technical awards, which it should, it's going to get special effects, sound design, you know, all these technical awards, which I think is fine. I'm like, let him finish the movie. Like, they didn't give Peter Jackson best director and best picture until he finished the trilogy. Let him finish Dune. Let part two come out. Then they'll be like, okay, you stuck the landing. Let's give him best director. Let's give him, who knows, maybe best picture. I... I disagree. I disagree strongly with the, with the it's half a movie. Um, I, and like, to, especially considering Lord of the Rings, Fellowship and Dune literally end on the exact same shot, which is where the future is and them walking towards it. Like it's quite literally the last, the same last shot. But uh, um, I, well, to Dune, me. Dune ends in a knife fight in a canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Outside like, like Simi Valley. <laughs> Um, whereas in, uh, look, I, I think that my, my big issue, it's the, it's the Mad Max issue all over again. Mad Max. Well, there's no issue the, with Mad the, Max. The Mad Max. Okay. So the Mad Max issue of, no, this is more why Denny not getting nominated. It's oh, okay. the Mad Max of George Miller, not winning best director, despite it winning literally every other technical award. Yeah. I don't understand how that happens. That was a um, I and that to me is one of my most like angry losses. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this to me is a huge snub, and I think genuinely, Denny Villeneuve needed to be. But Jacob, the movie made itself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that to me, Dune not. If Dune was in here, I think Dune actually became our best picture frontrunner. But without the Villeneuve director. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I have a, I look, I, everyone keeps saying power of the dogs winning. I think there is the, I think the Netflix bias is a real thing for best picture. They will give it to every other award, but they will Mm -hmm. not give best picture to a Netflix film. Especially for me, I I don't know who the favorite is. My hot take is it's going to West side story because Mm -hmm. they like Spielberg. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, that's just I don't know. Yeah, I true. could be completely yeah. wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially in the t- in the time of you know theaters are dying and they're not mm-hmm. going to want to give it to a streaming movie to help to push the theaters are dying thing. I help. think like I just yeah. Well, might counterbalance that is how much the Academy and Hollywood loves Jane Campion. Yeah, I, I, I and think a she's female director. director. Yeah, I think she's winning director, and we're going to have two female winners in a row. That's what, and I, I think Best Picture might follow just because it's her. 
Who knows? It might. I, 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 Twelve nominations is a lot of nominations. It it is, but Irishman had ten. It didn't win any. Yeah. Um, American Hustle had ten. Didn't win any. Like it, it has happened. I think. So, what? Yeah. We'll agree that it's gonna be. They're gonna spread them out. It's yeah. been that I way. Think so. It's yeah. it's it's rare these days for a movie to sweep the Oscars like Lord of the Rings did when Return of the King came out, where it won like mm-hmm. a crap load. Um, the thing is, like, just the fact that Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst got nominated shows yeah. there's more love for this film, I think, than I thought there was. Yeah, so. I agree with that. Well, let's get into the actors. Uh, mm-hmm. Best actor: Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. Uh, four of these, I think we all knew were coming. I think four of them were all expected. And then there were three actors. Uh, to me, I know you said Bardem kind of came out of nowhere, but to me, there were three actors fighting for that last spot Dinklage, Bardem, and DiCaprio. See, to me, this is some straight up nonsense. This is some straight up disrespect to Bradley Cooper. This is some garbage town mm. stuff right here. Like, honestly, ugh, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm still disgusted. I'm I'm more upset for Dinklage. I think Dinklage. Probably... Uh, have you guys seen that movie? No. Not yet. No, but like, I, I, I'm not, no, I'm more like, okay, <laughs> going based, I, I'm more going based on Bardem's a winner. Bardem's won yep. before. Dinklage has never been nominated. Mm-hmm. It would have been a big, like, Oscar nominated. Until I see the movie, it's hard for me to like. No, and I get that. And, and yeah. like, see, that's why I don't think I'm as upset as you are about that. That's yeah. why I'm like, did nobody watch the Nightmare? What are we doing here? Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I, I, like, I think I, obviously this is Will Smith to lose. I think he's still the favorite going into his Oscars, only because he was a favorite early. I don't think any of those other nominations are have been like so over like Aww. zealous with their love of the of their performance like everyone's like oh yeah this is good that's gonna get nominated but no one's like some years it's like so and so is gonna win that best actor it's not even a competition but who I, who do you think I cumberbatch do. is maybe the closest no, i think i think garfield's close i really think garfield's close you want to talk I, about netflix and no I, netflix <laughs> no, no 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 i think because he was in eyes of tammy faye and spider-man He's and now he's eyes. got he spent his whole press tours for Tick Tick Boom being asked about mm-hmm. Spider Man. So he was constantly in the yeah. news. Like it it's not I don't know. I think he's I, in the he's in the public look, and conscience. Here is here is uh, the other guys, part. He's got no okay, here is the other part that I <laughs> that I think not enough people are talking about. Uh he would be the fourth be- fourth black actor to win best actor. They don't do it very often. Look at Chadwick last year. How about Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith. Okay. Only Denzel, four actors, Denzel, three actors. Denzel, Denzel, Sydney Poitier, um, and Forrest uh, Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. They're the only three to have ever won mm-hmm. Best Actor. Look at Chadwick last year. Mm-hmm. Shoe in, absolute shoe in um, oh to that win Oscar. Best Actor. That shows up. Mess. I know, but but that's what I mean. Like I I really do think that momentum. I, I think the King Richard momentum is starting to fall. It, like I, I, you're not hearing people talk about it as mm-hmm. much. Whereas in people are still talking about Tick Tick Boom. Like I, like, like I'll you... be, I'll be surprised if Will Smith doesn't win. Mm. I will, 
But at the same time, I'll be like, well, there goes the Academy again. Academying it up over there. I mean, when I'm hearing here, it's a Cumberbatch Will Smith race. And it's everyone else is a distant, distant, distant third is what I'm hearing. I, no, and but I who get, knows? And I, you never know. The, the yeah, Academy likes I'm, to surprise us. Look at look at 2018. It was a it was a gaga close race. Coleman comes in third and wins. Yeah, yeah. Like it, True. it like I I think it's I do think it is I, I don't think this category is as locked up as people think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's that's essentially It's it's going to be I I think the winner of this category in particular is going to tell us a lot about the power of the dog momentum. Yeah. Like if, yeah. if Cumberbatch comes in and gets this award mm-hmm. and it's gotten, you know, a director and something at like, it's going to be interesting. Because at this point, okay, yeah, well, well, we can get to that when we get to supporting because, but let's talk about best actress. Oh, this one I'm heated about. Yeah. I'm I have not, so I'm, many I'm, opinions. I'm, I'm not very happy about this. All right. Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Christian Stewart for Spencer. Uh, Christian Stewart, the only of the only uh, first-time nominee out of mm. both Best Actor and Best Actress, which is nuts. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot about this category. I'll be honest; I've only three of the films I've not seen. Like, I haven't mm. seen the Penelope Cruz one. I haven't seen Lost Daughter yet, and I haven't seen Spencer. Uh, Spencer was the early favorite months ago, but she almost didn't get nominated for an Oscar. People were considered, people were like, she might not get nominated. And she snuck in there last second because she didn't get SAG. She didn't get a BAFTA. Mm-hmm. So that was a little touchy. She's the underdog, but who knows? Sometimes, you know, that just having that narrative of being underdog could lift you right to an Oscar. I think what I heard from around here and from other shows I've listened to that Olivia Coleman and Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman are like the, Two frontrunners. To at, for me at this point, I'll be shocked if Nick Kidman doesn't win. I uh, like yeah. I, I'm. That's where I'm at. I don't want that, but I. That's where I'm at. I'll mm-hmm. be shocked if Kidman doesn't win. Uh, but I do think there is a chance Stewart does come in. I, I think that yeah. sh- there is a chance Stewart comes in late to take it. But I do agree. I think her momentum has definitely stumbled. Uh, Taylor. I'm just so mad about this category. These are some these are some predictable as crap nominations that like don't even. Ugh, I'm just there's this is so uninspired. Other than Kristen Stewart, this is the most uninspired. Eh. For a foreign performance, like I think that's no, fair. nope. Get it all out of there. <laughs> Scrap everyone but Kristen Stewart and start over again. No, this, this first draft is absolute garbage. We need a full rewrite happening uh yeah that's just i'm just not excited about anyone other than kristen stewart on this list and i don't think i've had that for a long time there's usually at least two or three that i'm pretty excited about this list is so uninspired to me and that's probably going to get me canceled up and down (laughs) but i just i'm just not excited about it i'm really not like i i just i would have rather seen uh, to me, and it, it was never going to happen, but I'm really sad Amelia Jones didn't get nominated for CODA. Um, yeah, I'm really sad. Early. I'm really sad that uh, I'm going to pronounce this poor lady's name very <laughs> wrong. Uh, Renat Riensvi for The Worst Person in the World. I'm really upset about that. Like, there, there's just a lot of inspired performances this year that 
the like in particular the Chastain and Kidman nominations just make like they're just so boring to me. They're so predictable. You're not really getting anything out of those performances that make me go, that was the best performance of the year. And it should be considered amongst the best of the best. And like, it's Hollywood, it's Hollywood being Hollywood and I expected it to happen, but it doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> upset about it. Like we're missing out on the performances. Like the ones I just mentioned, we didn't see any Jodie Comer love in this entire thing. Like yeah. I just, I'm very, I'm very upset. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Best Actress this year was a, I think, okay, weak category is not the right word. And, I, okay, sorry, I just remembered I'm upset about this other thing. I don't care if you liked the movie or not. Alana Haim deserved a nomination for Licorice Pizza. Okay, there you wow. go. Now you, can, now you can talk. I'll disagree with that one. <laughs> like, Alana I Haim, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think that there are, we were talking, like, you know, the narrative for this category had started months ago that the that of who was most likely going to get nominated, and it was oh, this is a weak category because they're not considering the performances that should be in this category. Like, yeah. Uh, so I got that. This this one was disappointing. Like I said, I'll be shocked if Kidman loses. I really think it's. I'll be shocked if we wake if we watch when we're watching they announce any name other than Kidman, um, just because. I think it's going to be uh, the Judy Garland effect again. I think the AMC opening is really playing favorably <laughs> for Nicole Kidman. Also, people every time I go to the theater here in LA, people cheer yep. when that AMC. Oh ad comes God, out. it's oh. awesome! <laughs> All right, uh, okay. I have uh, these two categories. I was actually excited about. I, I don't hate these two categories. Best supporting actor, uh, Siren Hines for Belfast. Uh, Troy Costa for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Uh, I obviously would have replaced J.K. Simmons with Jamie Dornan, but I'm one of the few people in the world who adored Jamie Dornan's performance. So I I get that I'm, I'm very much on the uh, my, minority on that. But Clemens getting nominated shocked me. I that yeah. one that one was a shock, and I wasn't expecting at all for Clemens. I don't think anybody nominated. was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a very unrealistic expectation, but this is some Simon Helberg erasure straight <laughs> up. This is some garbage town. For anyone who hasn't seen Annette, go watch Annette immediately and tell me I'm wrong. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Plemons, you know, he kind of disappears halfway through that movie. Yeah. So that was kind I, of a surprise for me. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Hines is good, but I even I would probably put Jamie Doran over him in that movie. Uh JK Simmons was a head scratcher. I don't know. I mean, he's fun in it, but like what, like what in that what is maybe once seeing that movie, we were like Oscar. He's mm. just kind of of a day player. And who's the other nominees? Oh, it's uh, uh, Troy Costa from oh, Coda. He's so good. Yeah, in Coda. He's and good. Cody Smith McPhee. And that to me is where the race is. It's between those two. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And I think um, not only do I think they're favored just throughout, you know, the online chatter, 
I think those are the two best performances in that list. Yeah. Oh, easy. Yep. Easy. Yeah. Easy. The two best performances in this. So list. I think either one wins. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. yeah I think it's Cody's to lose. Um, mm-hmm. like, uh, but I do think Troy could come in and get it. Like, I think this category because this is one of those early ones. This could be an indicator of where the academy going now. If because if Troy wins it, I think oh maybe the power of the dog love isn't there that we thought or that Jesse being in there split the vote. Like, yeah, that like, could also that, be the case. That could hurt. They might just want to give Coda at least one statue. And yeah, this but is that's the, what this, I'm thinking too. This is oh, where I think Coda's getting. I think Coda is getting adapted. I, I I do think Coda's getting what adapted. Are the, what are the adapted screenplays? Well, uh, we can get we'll get to that. But, oh, are we uh, doing screenplays too? Okay. <laughs> oh no. Okay. So okay, adapted Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. It's gonna be between Power of the Dog and Coda. Yeah, yeah. like I think I, yeah. I, I think Carter and Power of the Dog are gonna have a few battles. And I think if this is the night of Power of the Dog, it's taken. That would be an yeah. indicator. If it yeah, was for the sure. Best picture. Yeah, like a like a like that's gonna be a big indicator. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think supporting actor. If Jesse Plemons gets it, we could, this could be an interesting night because it's like, oh, okay, people that are voting. Like nice. I. I, it, would not, be it, would, it would be nuts because it's funny. So every September I do my predictions. I mm-hmm. I literally I go in massively early predictions that having sight unseen any of these movies, just knowing that some of them exist. Yeah. Um, and you know, I normally don't get any <laughs> right. I had Jesse Plemons as my as like did, my yeah. front as my front runner because oh. well, okay, the reason was I hadn't seen the movie. <laughs> so okay. and by all by reading the description and everything you're like oh he will play a major role in the movie and i went it's just like jesse plemons mm-hmm. you know just started he's kind of on that trajectory he's on the he's on the trajectory so i'm like okay supporting actor i i could see i could see him winning mm-hmm. um watch it then as soon as when we watched the movie i literally went yeah nope <laughs> he's not even getting yeah. nominated you know it's I, funny it's cody is kind of absent through the first half of the movie mm. when the Plemons is absent in the second half of the movie. Yeah. But Cody is really the one who is kind of driving that film. Oh yeah. Uh, I, so, I think, you know, so I just, if you're going to give it to either of those two, you got to give it to Cody. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if hey, look, person, my personal one would be Troy. I, I would love Troy to win it. Yeah. I think he, he get, out of the five, he gives the best performance. Okay. If Cody takes it, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. No. Like, I, like I, it, to me, especially, you know, come on, good Aussie yeah. kid. Yeah. Um, I think we're but, on the same page on that one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think that it, to me, it's Cody's. you legally have to root I, yeah. for the Australian. I, 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 I ha- oh, so. except except for Kidman. I like no. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Getting into some controversy here. And- <laughs> All right. Uh, this I think is my favorite category. Uh, my favorite of the nominees. I love this category. Oh, Jesus. Uh, best supporting actress, Jesse Jesse Buckley for the Lost Daughter. I like that pick. I really like Jesse Buckley getting nominated. Uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Judy Dench for Belfast. The not a fan of that one. Uh, Kristen Dunst for Power of the Dog and. Angeline Ellis for King Richard. I immediately have two snubs, like realistic ones off the bat. Okay. First okay. one, Kate Blanchett. Nonsense. Mm, interesting. Mm. For Nightmare okay. Alley. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It, I, I'm telling you, it's better than at least two of those performances for me. 
in that in I'd that say list. I'd say Judy Dench. Yes, yeah. I, yes. I, I'd, I'd take Dent, I'd take the Dent other one. This is more of an inspired choice, but Catherine Hunter in uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, I, that's that was the that was the one that had probably what people were passionate about, but it was, but was never ne- going to happen. It was just yeah. never going to happen. No, but she deserves a shout out because yeah. that performance to me was the most engaging out of anything in Tragedy of Macbeth, which is saying a lot. She was great. Anyway. So according to the, you know, the press, the open, the favorite here is the girl from West Side Story. What's her name? Yeah. Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose, I think is the f- heavy favorite here right yeah. now. Mm. And if my second pick would probably be from King Richard. No, yeah. I, I disagree. That what's it? What's I her name strong again? disagree. I dunced. I, I think they're think, starting. Really? I well, think that's the what's a narrative is starting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I think the press around the thing that's going to work for them is giving them the his and her Oscars yep, on the same yeah. night. Yep. They're starting okay. the the, the storylines are yeah. okay. the couple narrative is starting. It, yeah. Like the fact Watch that Penelope and that, Javier walk away with the Oscar, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that the I, I I really do think that Dunst. Okay, I think Dunst could could take this because mm-hmm. one very well known actress compared to Ariana who is very new to the scene. Yeah. Um, Dunst first time nomination. So someone paying their dues. Here's, mm-hmm. here's your award. Pretty, a good comeback story as well. Like she hasn't really been in yeah. Hollywood. This is your comeback. We saw it with Renee Zellweger two years ago. Welcome back to Hollywood. Here's your Oscar. Now don't do anything apparently. <laughs> but I think the, I do think the couple story is a huge factor in this and i think that they're playing the to the press perfectly her her like story afterwards when she went oh like he wasn't he didn't know so i got to tell him and everything was played perfectly of this is the campaign this is the Hmm. start of the campaign don't get me wrong ariana's doing everything as well correctly going Mm. on snl huge thing for her to go on snl and yeah start her campaign like i think who, who gives a better performance a oh i look i <sighs> take away the storylines who just gives the better i i don't i i don't i mean i think kirsten dunce is fine in power of the dog yeah, I'm be, I, actually I, I, i'm uh, really gonna be upset if it doesn't go to ariana DeBose. I, I, oh, I really wow. am i agree i think the storyline for kristen but i don't it's, i didn't walk away yeah. from singing kristen dunce oscar yeah i think she was uh, i think the reason that story that she told is so endearing it's because i don't think she was expecting to get nominated yeah. and i don't uh, think she expected yeah. jesse plemons to get nominated they're yeah. both like well what we're nominated yeah. <laughs> nobody's thought that was gonna happen before that oh uh, Dun- no dunce was was she dunce getting a little bit definitely that dunce i was- don't agree okay i don't agree uh, no, i really fair. think okay. they were both a shock and i yeah. think there's a good reason they were both a shock i don't think they were bad performances mm-hmm. but i did not yeah. walk out of power of the dog talking about either of those two performances oh, okay. I, was- I just, and i feel like i didn't hear any noise for them like being yeah. nominated. No, that's fair. Like I don't know. But I, I, hers, hers was the performance that I was talking about. Like coming out of it, going, "Oh no, I loved her in that movie. I, I thought she okay. was very good in it." So, but uh, I, I think it's a lot of performance Oscars for a movie that I didn't feel was performance driven. That's fair. That I can agree. Pers- yeah. Like personally, I really didn't walk away feeling like it was the performances that drove that movie. And so, to me, it's really shocking to see this many acting nominations but that also tells me what i already knew 
which is that I have a complete disconnect from the Academy <laughs> at all times, which is well, not new information. Did you feel that way about Cumberbatch? Because I really feel like he owned that movie. Oh, I thought I thought I thought Cumberbatch gave a very good performance, but yeah. not an Academy performance. No, not Again, something. Not, not a per, not a flashy like. It's not flashy. Like, I, like okay, so I was talking about First Man earlier. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling in that movie, I think, gave a best act a, a best actor winning performance, but it's so underdone, like it's so subdued, and it's all behind the eyes. You and it's. Nothing about that performance is showy or flashy or outwards that like he doesn't get the screaming scene. He doesn't get the, like there's nothing in that performance where you point to it and go, that's the clip that they'll play at the Oscars. Yeah. There, there isn't that there. And I think um, Cumberbatch has the same thing in Power of the Dog. There isn't like the, the clip that they're going to play at the Oscars is him at the top of the stairs playing the um, banjo, banjo very menacingly. And it's, it's terrifying and it, and it's a very, very, and it's a great performance, but it's not the showy Oscar performance. I ex- you expect from Oscar winning performances. Again, here's, here's where I'll disagree with you a little bit. I think Cumberbatch, what he's playing in that movie is somebody who is wearing a disguise Everything mm-hmm. that he's dealing with is kind of underneath of this tough exterior. So, no, it's not a showy performance. But I do think he is – you're able to read it through his body language. Sometimes the way he just looks at Cody and the way he tells him stories, it's not, oh, my God, I'm struggling with this. It's more like somebody who is being restrained. Yeah, like, no, and that's my point. Sorry, that's, that's my point is that – the Academy in historically do not reward those performances. Interesting. Okay. Historically, the, the Academy, they want the overlook more showy. those for the, for the something for the Jamie Foxx playing Ray, Ray Charles, who like, yeah, like Remy Malik some, playing <laughs> like, that's yeah. what, like the, like the, now, but, I'm shocked. I am shocked. Leto wasn't nominated given yeah. <laughs> that's the type of performance. And same with Gaga that Gaga wasn't considering that's mm-hmm. the type of performance that the Academy traditionally nominates. But let me ask you this with movies like Nomadland winning. And I feels like the Academy, you know, drive my car getting nominated. It does feel like the Academy is starting to shift a yeah. little bit more. And maybe that's finally catching up with the acting <laughs> and maybe they're no, going to start and going for the more. Agree that, and, and I, and I think that power of the dog getting this many Oscar mm-hmm. nominations kind of, agrees with that yeah. and shows that the Academy is starting to go, Oh, we don't just need to nominate the ones where they throw a plate or something like yeah. it's no, where the s- subtlety in acting is amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. And it's incredible. And, and when you can tell when I can know exactly what is going through your head, mind by one eye movement, mm-hmm. that is incredibly incredible acting and incredible directing. I, I don't need you throwing a plate every 30 seconds for me yeah. to know that you're angry. But that's just typically what we expect from yes. Academy nominations historically. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, in- yeah. it's interesting. It's, a, it's, it's given me some inside information <laughs> into where the Academy might be trying to slowly mm. turn towards. And I, th- and I think that's why best actress frustrates me because three of those performances are also two, two of those performances are I'm throwing a plate because I'm angry. And, I, and I'm just using that as an example of like, yeah, 
we're not being subtle with our performances. And it, so, yeah, I, I that, that's kind of where, where I get slightly annoyed with the Oscars at the moment. But is there any other category? Is there a category you guys want to talk about? Um, I wanted to bring up screenplay just because I thought it was interesting that in screenplay, original and adapted, we got two different international films nominated in both of the ca- so yeah. like drive my car got one and the worst person in the world got one which i think again is a very interesting indicator of kind of where the academy is headed because i was expecting possibly drive my car to get one just with the hype that it's yeah. had the last couple weeks or so um but worst person in the world was a very pleasant surprise for mm-hmm. me to get a screenplay nomination i i love that yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I don't know how The Rescue didn't get nominated for Best Documentary. It was in my top I, 10 movies of the year. It was like my number nine. I, I did, I, Dan Merle had a whole video about this, and he was like shocked. I, I, I don't I understand it. As we were watching it, I, I said this. I said every year, the, the, the documentary branch of the Oscars is they every year, they do not nominate the most commercially successful yeah. one. It's weird. They've done it so many times where the one that everyone's talking about, they do not nominate it. And I do not understand why it happened last, uh, not last year. Uh, it happened in 2018 with, uh, won't you be my neighbor? And then it happened. That made my top 10 in the movie of the year too. That movie was, and then, I, I cried like three times in that movie. <laughs> and it happened in 29 and then it happened again in 2019 with um, Apollo 11, the most wow. commercially successful documentary that they had that year. And no one talked and they didn't nominate it. Now look in 2019, it probably wasn't winning because free solo had come out and yeah. that was the one that people were talking about. And but, same people that made the rescue. Yeah, I know. But like, <laughs> I, it's just, the documentary, yeah, the documentary branch has always been this weird branch that the documentaries that they nominate are just weird. So yeah. it, it's that uh, that one. It was a shock, but I also went. This happens. This is this. I I I was shocked, but then I went. No, I'm not because I'm. I expected something like this to happen from the documentary branch. It just I. I don't get it. I'm I, I'm I, I'm surprised Flea, and I was like pleasantly surprised that Flea got nominated. I'm actually very pleasantly surprised that Flea got all three. It got um, nominated twice, right? In best. No, animated? it got all three. It got it got animated, foreign, and documentary. Wow, which I was shocked by. Yeah. Which one, which one is going to win one of them at least, right? No, I don't think it's winning any of them. No, oh, it might, don't sorry, think so? sorry, Doc, it might win Doco now. Doc, Rescue's not there. Doco yeah, that's what I'm win. thinking. Yeah. Um, the only other one that might take it is Summer of Soul. That's the other one that ever mm, that yeah. has a lot of buzz. Um, what about animated? Do you think in Mitchell's? I no, I I think in Canto. Heart, heart says Mitchell's. Head I says want, in Canto. I want Mitchell so badly to win it. I just. <laughs> I've resigned to the fact that it's not an Encanto taking it. And I, okay. I wasn't a massive fan of Encanto. I Enc- liked Encanto. It's cute. It's cute. I, I'm with I, you. Encanto was kind of disappointing to me. I was, it's cute. Uh, you really liked Mitchell, the Mitchell's versus the I machines, did. I loved Mitchell's versus the machines. But anyway, I'd uh, even though I didn't love it, I'd still give it to Mitchell's. Oh, actually, I, okay. I want to talk about one category that I think is. I will be over the moon if literally any of them win it. 
and that cinematography. Yes, I was going to bring that up. I think cinematography is stacked this year. So, it? Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. I will be over the moon if any of them win it. Because I would give it to Power of the Dog, or I wouldn't give the Dune only because I think it's so much of it is digital and special effects. Uh, I uh, to me, I'd give it to Macbeth. I, I would what, too. What they did, M- Macbeth, <laughs> black and white, gorgeous. yeah, like the but not only the black and white, the black and white completely stylized but a lot of green the, screen. I feel like they, yeah, they no. green screen. I'm telling you, the old school members, they're like. They like Hugo like won this award. Like, Hugo didn't have that much CG. The green screen did it. Hugo have less green screen. It's a fully 3D movie. Yes, it did. It yeah, <laughs> it you, a lot of... you can shoot a movie. It doesn't have to be a green screen to be 3D. <laughs> um, <laughs> Prana 3D. Life of, Pi, Life of Pi won this award, which was 100% a soundstage. Gravity really? won this award. <laughs> Gravity won best cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't agree with either of those. <laughs> like yeah, the, the Academy is about we, to get a strongly worded letter from JT yeah, or some of these. Avatar won this award. <laughs> okay. Well, Green Knight should be on there. That's what should, it should. be. Oh, okay. Green it Knight. Green, I, I will. I will. I will. I, I will concede. I would drop West Side Story for Green Knight. I, yeah. That's that's the one that I would be like, yes. And that would be, my I would vote be to okay. I would that. give it to Green Knight again. My my out of left field nomination that I'm upset about is Annette. I'm so angry that Annette's uh, is Annette, not on this yeah, list. Yeah, Annette. I would have left Annette on this. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Green Knight, though, for sure. Like, yeah, oh, I should have won. All right. Um, what last thing, and again, okay. because I'm going to throw myself under the bus again okay. about uh, Spider-Man didn't deserve a Best Picture nomination at all. Yeah, I don't think it did either. Like, I, 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 Listen, I had it number two movie of the year, but that doesn't mean I thought it should be nominated for Best Picture. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's just, I'm sorry. It didn't. And it, the, and I don't mean that as like an attack on the, these movies. I'm meaning it from a outside of don't look up because I didn't like, like don't look up, but a lot of people did. A lot of people really love that movie. All of these movies are better. Like I, I think all of these well, movies. I think Here's the thing. I think the intention of all these movies is to be something more than just an entertainment. Yes. And I think that for me is what, and I think a best picture, I think something that's not just entertainment, but it's trying to say something is about trying to reflect something about society or uh, somehow how somebody feels, or it has to be more than just entertainment. Spider-Man is a great entertainment, but it's very rare. Great entertainment makes it into that category. It has to be really, really groundbreaking like Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, that movie was a so Black well Panther. put together, and even Black Panther, it's saying something. Yeah, Spider Man is yeah. not trying to say anything. <laughs> it's just and, being and a I, really cool Marvel movie yeah. with multiverses, and it gave us a bunch of Spider Men. Okay, like yeah, it, it doesn't, it doesn't need a Best Picture nomination for yeah. people to be allowed to like it. No, I feel like I, people are like, oh, I can't love this movie as much as I want to because I didn't get the Best yeah. Picture. Like they want to feel validated by yes. having it be well, like it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah, to me. I like. You, I think you're right. All of these movies, God, film snob, um, <laughs> is. I mean, even we don't, we the, don't like, don't look it up. But it's trying to say something. No, it's trying to say something. It's, it's trying to say something. All it's but it's doing okay. is trying to say something. It's all saying a these, lot of too many things. things. Yes, all I of agree. these movies are using film as an art form, as Thank an you, actual yes. legitimate art form to yeah. tell you, to Correct. say, and challenge you as an audience viewer. 
Correct. Spider-Man is using film as a business model and an entertainment, which mm-hmm. is perfectly fine. That yeah. is not But that's that's not what Best Picture is about. No, it's, exactly. they're, they're just fundamentally not the same. Yes. Spider-Man's in the top five highest gross movies of all time. It's doing just fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't right. feel bad like... for Spider-Man to home. Oh. No. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, now that half of our audience has left, uh... <laughs> we should wrap this up. <laughs> uh, Jay Z, where can the good people find you online? Oh man, uh, just catch me on Twitter at JT Movie Thanks. And I was just a guest on my friend Mark Ellis's and Jacqueline's um, podcast for Rotten Tomatoes called um, I think it's Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, did we get that wrong? Where it's basically we just jump on and we talk about a movie. We kind of debate the score that it has around tomatoes, whether it's too high, too low. It's a fun show. Uh, you can catch on any podcast. Just look up Rotten Tomatoes. It was a lot of fun. We did the Suicide Squad, and uh, I argued that it's a little too high because it's at 90%, and that's just too high for me for that movie. And uh, I, I, I broke down... So I think I am a bigger fan of James Gunn when he's held to the PG-13 rating because yes. I yes. laughed throughout both Guardian movies and I didn't really laugh throughout Suicide Squad. I smirked. I chuckled maybe, but I don't know. I think for me, I just need a little bit more of a subdued. I think he's a little more clever when he can't be blowing up people and doing crazy grotesque stuff. I think he's more clever when That's he's under PG. the problem I have with Peacemaker. Oh, see, Peacemaker, and here's why I'll disagree with you a little bit. I can't agree with you fully on anything, can I, Jacob? Uh, <laughs> I thought I was about to say, look at that. We found yeah. a cop. Nope. Okay. I think, I think Peacemaker is better for him because if he is going to go all out violence and sex, he could go farther on HBO Max than he can a $200 mm. million WB th- theatrical release. There's a limit to how far he could go with that kind of movie. Whereas HBO Max, HBO don't give a damn. Have you seen Euphoria? The, mm. You could do whatever you want on that channel. So I think if you're going to give me unfiltered James Gunn, let him have no line that he can't cross. Don't give That's me ra- don't give me rated R. You know you can only do so much. So. That's no, all I, got. I but I still prefer PG thirteen James Gunn. I think he's better with the Guardians. Taylor, uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Finally Tailored Twitter, Letterboxd, YouTube, all the all the good, fun, totally non toxic social media platforms. I'll be there. <laughs> totally not stirring up any drama or anything whatsoever. And you guys can find me at Jacob London or across all various social media networks. Um, guys, next week, uh, not sure what we're doing next week. Oh, Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted comes oh, out next no. week. yeah, we uh, oh, no. about Uncharted. Okay, don't worry, you get to have your five minutes talking about marrying me. Okay, I'll fine, I'll show up, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> but, guys, until then, we will see you next week. Make sure you leave a comment, like, and subscribe to this podcast feed until then my name's jacob london and we will see you next week